This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord and welcome to For Zion's Sake. Thank you for joining us with the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's good to be with you as we begin a new week of broadcasting. And the subject this week is going to be the Holy Spirit. And if you're a regular listener to For Zion's Sake, you know that we've been talking about the age that we're living in, and we believe this is the age of preparation. We need to be prepared for what's happening. Uh, All one has to do is listen to the news or read about the news, and we see that uh, with great rapidity, events are happening that is all leading up to the conclusion of this age, the consummation of this age, and we need to be prepared. And of all the ways that we can be prepared We believe one of the most important ways is to begin, if we haven't been doing it before, to rely on, to depend upon, and live by the leading of the Holy Spirit. We must be Spirit-led in this day and age. And in saying that, Shelley, I think it's important for every listener to understand that the Holy Spirit is the means in which we draw closer to Jesus and to the Father in heaven. And the Holy Spirit is the means in which the Father and Jesus communicate to us uh, on a daily basis. And God's word, when we read it, we need also to ask the Holy Spirit to enlighten our eyes, that we would be able to see and know the heart of God. Because many people, Shelley, who are not born anew, born again, read the Bible, but it's not transforming their life. And so the Holy Spirit is also a means in which our lives are transformed through the Word of God and through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And Jesus links those two things together in a mighty way, Junie, in the Gospel of John. He said, My words, they are life and they are spirit. And we'll see when we look at a portion of Ezekiel sometime this week that in order to have life, we need the Holy Spirit in us. And we need to see that the Father, the Son, and the Spirit are one. In many cases, and we'll give two examples, in the Old Testament, in Hebrew Scriptures, it says the Lord, but in the New Testament, it says the Spirit. For example, if you have your Bibles, look at Isaiah chapter 6, beginning at verse 8. Isaiah 6, 8. This is Isaiah speaking. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then I said, Here am I, send me. And he said, Go and tell this people, Keep on listening, but do not perceive. Keep on looking, but do not understand. 
Render the hearts of this people insensitive, their ears dull, their eyes dim, lest they see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and return and be healed. This was a judgment that Isaiah brought forth to the Jewish people, but he said in verse 8, Then I heard the voice of the Lord. So the Lord clearly spoke to Isaiah. And we see, Shelley, in the book of Acts, in chapter 28, beginning at verse 25, it reads, And when they did not agree with one another, they began leaving after Paul had spoken, one parting word. The Holy Spirit rightly spoke through Isaiah, the prophet, to your father, saying, Go to this people and say, You will keep on hearing and will not understand. You will keep on seeing and will not perceive. For the heart of this people has become dull, and with their ears they scarcely hear. And they have closed their eyes, otherwise they might see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and return, and I would heal them. And in verse 28 it says, Therefore let it be known to you that this salvation of God has been sent to the Gentiles. They will also listen. And what's so important here, Shelley, is that the statement that the good news, the gospel of the Messiah coming would not only be for Israel as a nation, but it would go on to the Gentile nations who we see. The promise of this word, which was written over 2,000 years ago, has come to pass because the church is mostly made up of Gentiles because this is the time of the Gentiles. Amen. But again, Junie, isn't it interesting that in the book of Isaiah, it says the Lord spoke, and here the writer of, he the writer of Hebrews says the Spirit spoke through Isaiah. And it's powerful, Shelley, because when Jesus was um, on the cross, he died, and then he was resurrected. But he promised that he would send the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Truth, and we see from these examples that you're bringing out and we're reading that the Lord and the Holy Spirit are one. Amen. And he fulfilled his promise by sending the Holy Spirit. And a very important portion of scripture is Jeremiah chapter 31. And we read in chapter 31, verse 31, it says, Behold, the days are coming, and hear this word, declares the Lord when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not like the covenant which I made with their fathers in the day I took them out by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, my covenant which they broke, although I was a husband to them, declares the Lord. But this is the covenant which I will make with the house of Israel, declares the Lord. I will put my law within them, and on their heart I will write it, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. So, Junie, it's clear that the Lord was speaking through his prophet Jeremiah. And we see in the book of Hebrews, Shelley, in chapter 10, verses 15 to 17, and the Holy Spirit Lord. also testifies to us, for after saying, this is the covenant that I will make with them, meaning Israel. After those days, says the Lord, I will put my laws 
upon their heart and on their mind, I will write them. He then says, and their sins and their lawless deeds, I will remember no more. Powerful, Junie. Again, in the Hebrew scriptures, it was the Lord. In referencing that scripture, the writer of Hebrews refers to the Holy Spirit. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are one. And we really need to know that. It's not one or the other. They, they could speak through the Son. The, the word can come through the Father, or the word can come through the Spirit of God. And Shelley, we are fulfillments of this promise because being Jewish... And coming to know the Lord, we are born of the Spirit, and the Word becomes alive to us to see the Son, because the Father has touched all life. Amen. And to the listeners who come from a Gentile background, who have been born of the Spirit, have Jesus living in their heart, and obey the laws given by the Father, we see the fulfillment of that word, because within the ecclesia, the called out ones of the world to come into the knowledge of God and live in his kingdom, we see both Jewish people and Gentile people from all nations who say, I know the Lord, I believe his word, I live his word. He lives in my heart. Amen. So it's amazing, Shelley, to really see the promise of God, the Holy Spirit, given to us after the resurrection of the Messiah. Really. So again, we're going to emphasize it throughout the course of this week that one of the best ways and the most powerful way to prepare for the days ahead is by being sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Uh, let's go to the book of Ezekiel because we see examples in the Old Testament of the power of the Holy Spirit. And one of the things that is used as an example of the Holy Spirit is water itself. If you have your Bibles, turn with us to Ezekiel chapter 47. Ezekiel 47. Then he brought me back to the door of the house, and behold, water was flowing out from under the threshold of the house toward the east, for the house faced east. And water was flowing down from under from the right side of the house from south of the altar. And he brought me out by way of the north gate and led me around on the outside to the outer gate by way of the gate that faces east. Verse 3. When the man went out toward the east with a line in his hand, he measured a thousand cubits, and he led me through the water, water reaching the ankles. Initially, it was just trickling from the south side. Now it's water reaching the ankles. Verse 4, again he measured a thousand and led me through the water, reaching the knees. Again he measured a thousand and led me through the water after reaching the loins. Verse 5, and he measured a thousand cubits, and there was a river that I could not ford. For the water had risen enough water to swim in, a river that could not be forded or passed over. Juni, water in the Hebrew scriptures is a picture of the Holy Spirit. And we see that this water was flowing out from the sanctuary of God. In other words, it was coming from the house of God. And it started with a trickle. And sometimes we live with just a trickling, you might say, of the Holy Spirit in us. But we need the fullness. We need to be baptized in the Spirit. And as he measured a thousand cubits each time, the water was no longer a trickle. It reached the ankles. Another thousand cubits, it reached the knees. Then it reached the loins. How much more can it go? Well, the picture of being filled with the Holy Spirit 
is verse 5. And again, he measured a thousand. And it was a river that I could not pass over for the, war, for the water had risen enough water to swim in. And that's what we need to be swimming, being immersed in the Holy Spirit, not just in a crisis situation, but moment by moment in our everyday life. And you know, Shelley, in that day, in the day of Ezekiel, the Holy Spirit lived in the temple. Amen. That was the Holy of Holies. That's where God lived. That's why when the priest would go in once a year, he would have a bell on his ankle because he could not come into the presence of God with any sin in his life. And no one else was allowed into the Holy of Holies. And if he fell over, they would hear the bell and pull him out because they were afraid to go in. So the temple of God contained the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit lived there until Jesus said, it is finished. Amen. And the curtain rent and the Holy Spirit ascended back to heaven. And why is that important? Because after the resurrection of Jesus and after Pentecost, you and I, the disciples, the apostles, became the temple of the Hallelujah. Holy Spirit. May the Holy Spirit pour out of us. Lord, we pray for every one of our listeners that the Holy Spirit, pictured as water in chapter 47 of Ezekiel, we will be immersed totally in that water, which is an immersion into the Holy Spirit, that day by day we would be taught by the Spirit, walk by the Spirit, pray by the Spirit, and worship under the anointing and the power of the Holy Spirit. So make us be a prepared people. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, ShelleyAndJuneVolk.com. That's ShelleyAndJuneVolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.